Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Uh, Shout out to everybody. Thank you for listening in. We got another week under our belts. I apologize for the episode being a little late. Things got real busy this week, but as promised, the episode is here Um, We had a busy week last week. The Grammys happened, and that is definitely what I will be getting into this episode. A lot of interesting things happened at the Grammys, a lot of inspiring things, a lot of things that made, you know, some people a little angry. So we're going to get into all of that uh, at the bottom of the the episode. Um, But for right now, I'm going to drop off the song of the week. And then we'll get into the press play segment and I'll tell you about some things you should be checking for. Uh, So let's start with the song of the week. So the song of the week this week um, is actually a song by Anderson Pac off of his Malibu album because I just feel that, you know, every song on that album really needs to be recognized. And this song in particular... um, is a song that really just has an amazing vibe to it. Um, you know, it just makes you want to just like sit there and snap your fingers and move. Like Anderson Pac is a great performer, but the music that he's making um, as well, like even without the performances, like just the actual music is just really fantastic. Like he's, he's out here doing it. Like um, his music just makes you feel good. It makes you want to dance. And that's, that's a great quality to have in your music. Uh, so the song of the week for this week is Heart Don't Stand a Chance by Anderson Pock. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. I hope you enjoyed uh, the song of the week. Um, of course, that will be in the newsletter for this week, so check that out if you want to hear more of Anderson Pock. 
so let's jump into the press play segment, as you know, um, or to the, the people who are new to the podcast. This is where I talk about some things that you should check out um, in the realm of hip-hop and R&B, you know, some hip-hop news, some R&B news, um, usually structured into three parts, so the things you should check out, some rumors that are floating around, and then upcoming, like, releases that, you know, you should be made aware of. Uh, So let's get started. One of the first things you should check out this week, for sure. If you haven't already, Missy Elliott, um, you know, I believe she's prepping the release of a new album for this year. Uh, so she released a single called I'm Better, um, which is, you know, a, a little different than what, you know, I'm used to hearing from Missy as far as like, oh, she's out here like, OK, like she's if you've heard the song, it's very, it's very like modern, you know. She's out here, you know, you know, sounding like Trap Missy, you know, Trap Missy Elliott. You know, she's got the got the flow going and, you know, it's it, it wasn't what I expected, but it's still flame. It's still flame. And what makes it even better, she came out with a video for it and the choreography with her and her dancers in that video are is just fantastic it's an early early music video of the year candidate for the second annual thinking outside the boombox hip-hop and r&b awards easy it's an early candidate um but it's a dope video missy you know produced the choreography with um i think one of her longtime uh collaborators um, and she just killed it. Like, I'm very excited for this new Missy project. It, you know, Missy never disappoints, and I think she could bring some heat, because, you know, she's experimental, and she's going to be out here doing some stuff that we, we might not expect. So, shout out to Missy Elliott, and definitely check out her video for I'm Better. Uh, another thing you should check out, Zane Lowe, as you know, he always gets the dope interviews. Um, he had an interview with Schoolboy Q, um from TDE and you know school Q talked about family and all that but he also dropped some knowledge that he's working on a new album that might drop this year so that's you know you know I already had my suspicions but now you know it it seems like it's actually a thing that might happen but you know with TDE's track record who knows if it'll actually drop I'm looking at you SZA you know TDE They've they've had a lot of issues when it comes to you know re- the releases of album dates. Ab Soul was in his feelings about you know an album release. Kendrick's album to Pimp a Butterfly when it came out was actually released like either a day early or a week early. I can't remember, um, but it was early and they weren't planning on it. Um, you know, Scissor's album still hasn't come out after we were promised a release date. So TDE is having some issues, but. Hopefully, you know, Schoolboy Q, you know, is on top of it and the album actually comes out, you know, Top Dog gets their, gets their shit together. Um, next, 2 Chains, um, as you know, is coming out with an album called Pretty Girls Like Trap Music in April. And to commemorate that, he has been having Pretty Girls, um, like, curate a playlist each week. In honor of his album. So Erica Padu, I did it, I think, this most recent week. And Karuchi did it the week before. So 
there's a big playlist on Spotify called the Pretty Girls Like Trap Music Playlist, and it is songs by er- songs that both Erica Badu and Karuchi put in there, and I assume he will be continuing this up until his album. So definitely check that out. Uh, Kid Cudi was on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon to perform his song Kitchen off of Passion, Pain, and Demon Slant. And, you know, as usual, Cuddy came through, you know, in a wonderful fashion, and he delivered a pretty great performance. Um, nobody can, nobody sounds like Cuddy with the way that he can just, like, make his voice hum on that track, and even even live. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious um, how that is part of his, you know, part of his performance and part of his style. And it's just a thing that he is like super popular for. Um, it's great, but check out the performance. It's a really great performance. Cuddy came through with the heat. Um, NAO, who came out with the album for all we know last year, which was a great album, uh, released, you know, a few remixes of songs from the album, um, and there's a few good ones. Like, there's definitely a remix of, what is it, of Bad Blood, um, which was the most popular song off that project. Um, and I, I don't remember exactly who the remix is by, but I think it was like Catronada or maybe Subtract, but they they delivered a pretty great remix of it. So if you're into like mixes of, you know, some songs that you like, her album is like very dance and electronic like funk focused already so the mixes have have turned that up even more so definitely check that out um another thing you should check out uh in preparation for the grammys there was a commercial um where there was it was in a church and this entire gospel choir did like a gospel rendition of come down by anderson pock um and anderson pock was also um also in it and it was pretty dope i didn't know i needed a gospel version of Come Down by Anderson Pock, but it's it's kind of tight. So you definitely should check that out. Um it it was it was different. It was different. And I appreciated the Grammys coming through with that with that commercial to prep us for the for the show. Um another thing you should check out. Uh Viceland and Vice uh, is a channel that you know is relatively Viceland at least is relatively new. Um and they've got a bunch of really cool shows. They have that show, Fuck That's Delicious, with Action Bronson, where he goes across the country trying food. Also, while he's touring, there's Bong Appetit, which is a show where um, they cook with cannabis and weed and all of that stuff. And they do a bunch of different recipes with that. There is... Jesus and Meryl, of course, shout out to them, the Bodega Boys podcast, they've got their own show in Viceland, late night talk show, um, and then there's Noisy, um, where this guy, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's this white guy that works with Viceland, and he goes around to different, you know, cities or even countries, and he he looks at the music that's being made there, he interviews a bunch of artists, and he just becomes a part of that scene for a little while. And this is it's in his second season and they did an Atlanta episode recently and it was a very good episode, one of the best episodes I've seen thus far of Noisy. Um it featured Migos, it featured Twenty One Savage, um, T I, uh uh who else, who else? Killer Mike. Um 
a lot of of Atlanta artists, but one of the ones that like really impressed me was Lil Yachty. He was there, and not that I still don't think his music is trash because I do, but I understand a little more, and I I kind of. I kind of have a little bit more respect for him because in the in the show, you know, you realize he's just like a kid who, you know, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, like he he just makes this music for people and, you know, Sprite can pick him up because he's just like, you know, he's just a vibe, you know, he's just like a kid who's out here making music for, you know, people and it's not necessarily like the greatest music but he's just out here having fun and you know he's not a trash person who's also making trash music (laughs) you know he seems like a pretty like decent guy in general who's just out here having fun and trying to make money so i respect him a little bit more for that i'm not gonna listen to a lot much more of his music but you know it was it was a great episode that really dug into like of the characters and like the personalities of a few hip-hop uh, Atlanta hip hop artist, so it was dope to see that noisy always comes with the dope episodes. But this Atlanta episode, you definitely want to check out. The link is going to be in the description, in the, or sorry, the link will be in the podcast newsletter. So check that out. A few tours we need to talk about. Uh, Chance the rapper announced his spring tour. Um, tickets are already on sale, so definitely go and check that out. Um, he's going to be going all over the world. San Diego is where it kicks off April 24th, and he's going to be going for half a year about um, when it ends in Los Angeles on October 3rd. So check out his his spring tour. Um, I don't see a Chicago date yet, but, you know, he never leaves us out. So maybe something special is coming for that. Um, but he seems really excited. He said that the stuff they're producing for it is dope. So shout out to that. Get your tickets for Chance's tour. Future also announced a tour. Um, uh, he recently released an album, but the Nobody Safe tour um, kicks off in a, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee on May 4th, and he's gone for like about a month and a half, and it's going to end in Las Vegas on June 30th. Um, he's going to have multiple artists like making stops on the tour with him. Um, like, I'm pretty sure I saw that Young Thug was going to stop through, um, who else? Kodak Black, Tory Lanez, Migos. So, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those tours. So definitely, definitely check that out if you're trying to see future. Next up, BJ the Chicago Kid, who delivered a pretty great album last year. Um, In My Mind is the name of that album. He dropped off a new song for Valentine's Day and all of that. Um, it's called Roses. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's called Roses. Um, and it's a dope song. You know, Be the Chicago Kid always comes through with the heat. Um, he's a great artist, so I I appreciate that man. Um sorry, BJ Chicago Kid was like, Oh, you let me just start playing that song since you like it so much. Um so yeah, I appreciate him. Chicago artist who always comes through. The new song is tight. Hopefully he's prepping a new album. That would be dope. But definitely check that out. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was shout out to Big Sean because his album, I Decided, uh, went to number one on the Billboard 200. So he's got a number one album. So shout out to him. He definitely deserves it. Big Sean is is doing his thing. A few rumors um dj khaled announced that he's doing a new album called grateful it's gonna have his son on the cover because you know he's all about his son right now 
Um, and that leads into the other rumor, which isn't a rumor, it's it's occurred now. Uh, the leading single is a song he has with Beyonce and Jay-Z called Shining. Um, it's on Tidal, and then it is now actually on Apple Music and I assume Spotify as well. So I'll make sure to put that in the uh, newsletter. Um, but yeah, Khaled is on the grind. He's already thinking about another album. I already got a single, so it might be further along than we thought. Um, and he got Beyonce and Jay-Z on the same track. So if you want to see what that's like, definitely check that out. And as far as the releases, uh, Future just released um, his album Future just like a couple days ago. I must say, in my opinion, it's kind of trash. Um, not that it's any different from a lot of his other stuff, but it's just the same old, same old. And like even a lot of the songs weren't that ambitious. And I wasn't really like even the vibe wasn't really it wasn't making me feel anything like it was just like, oh, OK, it's just Future talking about how he needs a power of attorney because he's got all this money oh okay cool um so yeah i mean check that out if you if you're in the future you know you know it's, it's whatever um so that's all i got for the press play segment this week after a short break i will be right back with the dig deeper segment and we're going to talk about the grammys Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Uh, let's jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. Uh, the 59th annual Grammy Award show happened uh, last week, um, and it was very interesting. There were there were a lot of good things that happened, but then there were some you know glaring things that happened that just really say a lot about the Grammy organization and really shouldn't have surprised any of us, but we're going to get into that. Um, so I'm going to give, you know, a nice recap of what happened at the Grammys and then, you know, discuss a little bit um, as far as what happened with the results. Um, so the show started off with Adele. Right off the bat, they were like, yo, here's Adele. You remember her? She dropped that album 25. It was kind of decent. Um, no shade. Um, so she started off the show with a performance of Hello, of course. Um, and the vocals were lit, but, you know, at the same time, it's kind of weird watching her perform sometimes because there's not a lot happening. You know, she's, she's bringing the voice, but, you know, the most she did was kind of like a little two-step swaying, and it was, you know, it's just like, it's just not a lot to see. But, you know, the vocals were lit, and she came through with it. Um, James Corden, the host of that, talk show i don't actually know the name of the talk show because all i know him from is that carpool karaoke but him um he hosted the grammys and you know his whole stick is kind of corny to me but you know he had a decent monologue and he did some like slightly funny things throughout the show so you know he was kind of like not a hit or a miss really <laughs> um it was just kind of there um so then you know right off the bat Best New Artist uh, Award, Chance the Rapper won. Like, the first artist presented on TV during the night went to Chance, so that was dope. He was extremely happy. You could see the joy in his face um, that he won his first Grammy. 
Um, he had a nice little speech, thanked God, thanked his family, all that. So that was dope. Um, uh, then there was a performance by The Weeknd with Daft Punk. They, Daft Punk came out while Starboy was playing, but then, as they should, they performed their second collaboration from his Starboy project called I Feel It Coming, which was the, the right move, because Starboy's not that great of a song. I Feel It Coming is a much better song. Um, so it was dope that they decided to perform that. The Weeknd sounded good, um, you know, typical Weeknd performance, but Daft Punk kind of looked like they were just there for the show. It didn't actually look like they were doing anything on stage, but it was definitely an entertaining performance to watch. Um, next performance was Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood. It's enough said about that. Um... Best pop duo group performance was the next award. It went to 21 Pilots for Stressed Out. The most exciting thing about that, I guess, was the fact that they took off their pants when they accepted their award um, because they said that, you know, when they were watching the Grammys years ago, they said if they ever won one, they would accept it exactly how they were now, which was in their underwear. So, you know, that was kind of funny. Um... Ed Sheeran came up and performed his song Shape of You, which, you know, is kind of, you know, snooze for me. I'm not the biggest Ed Sheeran fan, but, you know, the people were into it. Um, David Bowie then won like three awards for his album Black Star. Um, Lucas Graham and Kelsey Ballerini performed like a compilation of their song, Seven Years Old and Peter Pan. And, you know, I learned so much during this performance because, one, I learned who each of them were. Um, and then I also learned that Lucas Graham was a band and not just a person. Um, but, yeah, they were both Best New Artist nominees. So it was, I guess, interesting to see, you know, these two artists who lost a chance um, perform together um, at the same time. So it was good. Uh, so now let's get into the real the real stuff. Um, the next performance was Beyonce. She was introduced by her mother Tina Knowles, um, who flossed about you know both Beyonce and Solange being Grammy winners that night because Solange won for Best R and B. Uh, I want to say it was Best R and B Song um, instead of Best. No, it was. Um, Sorry, I had to get my notes in front of me. It was Best R&B Performance for Cranes in the Sky. Uh, so she flossed about both of her daughters being Grammy winners that night. Um, and then she introduced Beyonce, who who just looked like an African queen up there. Like, the things she she was wearing, um, you know, she she was emphasizing her pregnant belly she had like a her dress kind of like formed like a picture of her on her belly as if it was looking over like her twin she was wearing this head garb that was like mad royal like it was dope and you know she had a bunch of visuals like on the screen behind her like that coupled with her actual self that made for like a surreal experience because there were multiple Beyonce's on the screen, uh, lemonade, like lyrics and words were being said in the background. It was like seeing a live, uh, experiencing like what the lemonade visuals were 
live. Like she she sculpted an amazing performance that gave you visual, that gave you audio all at the same time. She is such a great performer. Um there were like visuals of her mom, then her, then blue projected around her all at the same time. It was just so dope. And you know, then she sat down and began to perform Love Drought, which is a great great song and it's also one of the first songs on the album where it kind of takes a turn away from the like aggressive like angry like you ain't shit nigga like Beyonce and it kind of starts to like you know do that forgiveness that's the point in the album where everything gets a little bit more a little bit less angry a little bit more hopeful um so she sits down in this chair and begins to perform Love Drought. And the chair, as you can see, has, like, these mechanics in it so that it, like, goes backwards. But, like, it gave everybody a scare because she, the chair rotated so that she was completely facing the ceiling. So she's on her back sitting in this chair and everybody, you know, had a heart attack at the same time all around the world. Um, um, but it was similar to her video because in the video she's, like, laying down um, a lot for Love Drown. I think there's actually a chair involved in the video too. So it, it all made sense. Um, her dancers and her visuals um, and her vocals made up more than made up for the fact that this wasn't as physically intense as we're used to from a Beyonce performance, but she delivered. You know, after Love Drown, she sat down again and performed Sandcastles. And just the straight vocals that Beyonce gave us was just fantastic. She didn't need to be out there dancing. Like, between what we were seeing and what we were hearing, like, she delivered a Beyonce level performance as only she can. So it was, it was dope to see. It was a fantastic performance. Shout out to Beyonce. Um, Marin Morris won Best Country Solo Performance for My Church. Um, you know, whatever. Um, then James Corden gathered John Legend, J-Lo, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, and more to sing along with Neil Diamond in the audience. They did like a carpool karaoke uh, to sing Sweet Caroline, which is one of his songs. But in an embarrassing fashion, most of them did not know the words and were like looking up at the screen to like find the words as my mic was being pointed in their face for them to sing along. It was very embarrassing. But who saved that segment? None other than Blue Ivy, who was like, oh, y'all doing a carpool karaoke? And she ran over in her Prince outfit and was like, let me get up in this. And everybody, you know, lost their minds and was just focused on the fact that Blue Ivy was in their presence. So that was pretty interesting to see. And it saved the segment for sure. The next performance was by Bruno Mars. He performed That's What I Like off his album 24 Karat Magic. Uh, you know, vocally, the performance was great. Um... But it, it was kind of low energy in the beginning. You know, he didn't do a lot of moving. They were just kind of like standing in front of their mics, just like doing like swaying. So it wasn't as high energy as I usually expect for him. But I like from what is to come and later in the show, I understand why he didn't. So, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, but, you know, then him and his homies started showing off at the end of the performance. And, you know, it was like a concert from the 90s. They got in front of the crowd and started serenading people. It was a it was a good Bruno Mars performance. He does not disappoint when it comes to uh, Bruno comes to performing. So shout out to him. Um, Katy Perry made a, a comeback and she performed some song um, with uh, uh, she was introduced by Little Big Town who covered her song Teenage Dream. You know, it's been a minute since we. We've seen KP, and, you know, she's she's still out here. You know, she's still out here prospering, so it was decent. 
the next award given out was Best Urban Contemporary Album, which many of you might know is an album they made. I'm not sure why they made this album, but it's, I mean, why they made this award. Um, it's been a thing they've been giving out for like maybe five or six years at this point. Um, and it's supposed to be... So the way I've seen it, because they give out an award for Best R&B Album, but then they do Urban Contemporary. And I think that Urban Contemporary is what is the award they made so they could throw all of the albums that kind of bend genres and aren't just R&B. And Best R&B is definitely traditional traditional R&B projects. Because, I mean, like the the nominees for Best R&B Album this year were BJ and Chicago Kid, Layla Hathaway, Terrace Martin, Mint Condition, and Maya. So, like, these are albums that are like, okay, this is, like, traditional, what like, like R&B, like, y'all singing type stuff. Not that any of the urban contemporary ones weren't, because they were, but I think that it's more modern R&B where you know, they could, you know, fit into multiple genres. So the nominees for that were uh, Gallant, King, Anderson Pac, Rihanna, and Beyonce's album. And of course, Beyonce won for Lemonade, um, which she should have. It made a lot of sense. Um, she had a great speech prepared and, you know, Blue looked super excited when she went up to accept. So it was dope. It was great. It was great to see Beyonce get that award. More on her and awards later. Um... The next performance was Maren Morris, the country singer, with Alicia Keys. She performed, they performed Maren's song once, and it was a really good performance. Alicia came out looking so damn good. Like, I mean, uh, she was, she was hidden. Like, okay, Alicia, I see you. Um, and then Alicia proceeded to completely overshadow Maren Morris on her own song, which was a little disrespectful, but I'm here for it because I'm here for Alicia Keys. Um, she sounded great and she completely outshined Marin. Like she was hitting these notes and just like, it was like, yo, is this Alicia's song or is this Marin's song? Because Alicia seems way more prepared for this. Um, so I really enjoyed that performance for that, for that alone. Um, it was exciting to see. Um, they did a number of tributes throughout the night. The first tribute was to George Michael and Adele did that performance um it's a song called fast love and the most interesting thing that happened was adele was kind of off pitch and this is very similar to something that happened last year at one of the award shows i don't remember which one but she she sounded like terrible last year and was like in the wrong key and stuff and like she just looked so upset at the end because she know that she messed it up and there were technical difficulties and she was super sad and so the same thing happened this year at the grammys where you know, she was, like, off pitch, and, like, she started the song over. She was like, I can't mess this up again. This can't be, like, last year. Let's start over. Um, and she did the song again, but, like, after it was over, she looked mad. It's mad, sad, and, like, so disappointed when she finished. Like, you could just see how disappointed she was in herself, and she was, like, crying, even though the crowd was giving her, like, a standing ovation. So, you know, that was a very interesting thing that happened. Um... The next award for Best Rap Album went to Chance the Rapper. Taraji, presented, Taraji P. Henson presented with the award. Um, he beat out Kanye. He beat out Drake. He beat out DJ Khaled. It was a good win for Chance, and he looked so happy to be there. Um, and, you know, he won three Grammys. Uh, he won three Grammys uh, at, the, at the award show last week. Um, 
I think I predicted he would win two for sure best new artist and one for ultra light beam he actually didn't win any grammys for ultra light beam um but he did win for best rap i think performance for no problem and then also best rap album so shout out to chance he had a great night three first independent artist to be nominated for grammys and then he walked away with three that's that's love shout out to chance he was ecstatic about it the next performance lady gaga and metallica um uh performed together and this this performance had so many issues number one laverne cox uh, from orange is the new black introduced the performance but she didn't actually she didn't say who was performing with lady gaga she just said eight time grammy award winner and six time grammy award winner lady gaga and then <laughs> it was a band out there with lady gaga and so i had to google like who was actually performing and it was metallica um but then they had technical difficulties the lead singer metallica's mic just didn't work so like lady gaga and him had to like share a mic for most of the performance um um but it was it was a decent performance lady gaga is such a versatile performer she can perform any type like she can perform with tony bennett and then she can perform like like one of her you know like you know pop songs and then she could come out here and do a heavy metal song with metallica like she's so versatile i'll give it to her um but at the end of the performance the lead singer metallica was either in heavy metal mode or he was just pissed because of the technical difficulties because he like kicked the mic and like threw his guitar it was it was intense um uh the next performance was the country singer Sturgill Simpson, who was nominated for Album of the Year for his album. Uh been wondering what the deal was with this dude, and you know, he's got a good voice. That's all I got for him. Uh the next tribute was to the Bee Gees, which was the group that featured Barry Gibb. Um Demi Lovato kicked it off by performing Staying Alive. Um Tori Kelly came out and performed Tragedy, Little Big Town came out and performed How Deep Is Your Love. Andre Day came out and did her song uh his song Night Fever. You know, Barry Gibb was in the audience watching all of this and he seemed pretty pleased. And all four of the artists, the groups came back out and like finished it up with Staying Alive. So, you know, he seemed he seemed pretty excited. In other news, Little Yachty is definitely winning because during the the Grammys, he had a Target commercial as well with like Carly Rae Jepsen where they perform It Takes Two. And no matter what you can say about the actual like It Takes Two performance in the commercial, like Lil Yachty is winning. He's out here with a Sprite and a Target commercial. Like he's getting paper for real right now. So shout out to him. Uh, so here we go. This is when the Grammys, you know, got really interesting. So Song of the Year. Um is about songwriting so it's about like you know the actual lyrics and you know the writing of like the actual words and stuff of the song um and it the winner was adele for hello which did not surprise me did not surprise me i predicted that she would win song of the year um and she she wrote the song with this dude named Greg, Greg Kirsten, I think is his name. She brought him up um, to, like, thank him for helping her with the song. And so after she spoke and thanked people, he got ready to talk. Like, she, like, let him take the mic. And then the Grammys completely black, like, took the spotlight off of him, put it on Solange. They played Cranes in the Sky really loudly to introduce, like, Solange talking, and they cut his mic. 
Like, yikes. Like, it was so disrespectful, but it was Solange that they cut to, so I wasn't even mad. I was like, okay, yes, Solange. Um, and Solange introduced the performance of A Tribe Called Quest with Anderson Pac. And let me tell you, this was one of the most charged performances of the night. So, uh, Ali uh, from Tribe Called Quest was on guitar and turntables. Anderson Pac was on the drums. Uh, then you had the rest of the tribe out there on the mic. They first performed a medley of award tour, Can I Kick It? And then moving backwards off their most recent project, um, which was dope. The All of them together sounded amazing. Then Buster Rhymes and Consequence came out. They were frequent A Tribe Called Quest collaborators. And they joined them on the stage for a performance of We The People. And, you know, Buster came out and it got super political. They all kicked down a wall. Buster called Trump Agent Orange. They brought like a bunch of people on the stage filing in while they performed like like Hispanic or like Latino people, Muslims. Um, Many of the people Trump had been discriminating against and they were all on stage while they performed We the People. It was one of the best performances as the night it ended as Q-Tip was shouting, resist, resist, resist into the mic. Like they came up there with an agenda. They succeeded at that agenda and it was so dope. So shout out to A Tribe Called Quest and Anderson Pac, Buster Rhymes as a consequence for bringing that to the Grammy stage because not many of not much of that was like mentioned. So shout out to them for staying on brand and, you know, talking about what matters. I respect them for that. So the next performance was a tribute. Uh, They did a tribute to Prince. It started with Morris Day and the Time, who was a classic R&B group. They performed their hit song, Jungle Love, as well as The Bird. Um, And, you know, they still got it. They're still mad, entertaining, and super fresh. And he was out here checking his appearance in the mirror as he was performing. It was a dope performance. They definitely still got the moves. Then Bruno Mars and his crew came out all decked out in like Prince attire. Bruno's wearing the purple with the flare Prince Prince attire, um, like the straight purple joint. And, you know, he performed Let's Go Crazy and he shut it down. It was such a good performance. Like he channeled some inner Prince for this um, from the moves all the way down to a sick guitar solo at the end. He showed out Bruno. I see why he was saving his energy because he left it all on the stage for this Prince tribute. And I respect that. It was dope. Uh, the next performance was Chance the Rapper. Uh, he had his cousin Nicole from the How Great song, um, Francis and the Lights. And they were on stage and he started his spitting his verse for How Great. Um, and he spit it so passionately. Like he was he was feeling it like you could. Anybody who didn't know Chance the Rapper, I can't see them walking away from the Grammys wondering why he won the awards he won. Because he came up there and he showed people why he was serious. Um, So, like, they did how great. um, And, you know, he clearly wanted to make a point while he was up there. You know, Francis and Nicole were harmonizing the background. And then that song transitioned into All We Got, the first track off a coloring book. Tamala Mann, the gospel singer, was out there. Kirk Franklin came out, and Kirk Franklin's choir joined him on stage. They performed All We Got mixed in with how great. You know, he brought a piece of him to that Grammy stage, and he left it with all of us. What a performance. I've watched it like 20 times since then. It was a great performance, and I'm so proud of Chance. Uh, 
Then they did like an in memoriam where John Legend and Cynthia Erivo performed the Beach Boy song "God Only Knows" uh, to commemorate all of the people we lost last year. So then it came down to the last two awards of the night, record of the year, which is about the music. You know, it's not about songwriting like song of the year. It's about like the producers of the music and all of that. And I thought it was so my whole thought process of this whole night was, look, we got Rihanna, we got Beyonce, we got Adele as far as like these awards. My thought process was Beyonce is going to win album of the year because she just deserves it. So they're going to give Adele song of the year um, so that she gets something. Rihanna is going to get record of the year because work was just a great song. So I I thought that I didn't think formation would win record of the year because they were going to get Beyonce album of the year. And so they would give Rihanna record of the year. And, you know, I, I know how the Grammy likes to like, well, we didn't give you this. So we'll give you this type stuff. So I was trying to consider that. But none of that happened. Uh, I... They gave record of the year to Adele for Hello. You know, she let that Greg dude talk. She made a joke about uh, not loving her dad. Um, and then she she made a tribute to uh, Beyonce. And she was just like, yo, Beyonce, you were dope. Like, she was like talking to Beyonce on stage and was like, yo, you were dope. Like, 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 I just love you and everything you did. Yada, yada. She went off stage. Then they came up and introduced album of the year, and it went to Adele for 25. So she came back up on stage. She was in tears. Um, And she honestly gave more news of her personal side in that speech than she did in the entire album. And then she said that the award belonged to Beyonce. Enough said. Grammys, listen up. The person that you awarded the album of the year award was like, this isn't my award. This belongs to Beyonce. What are y'all doing? Essentially. And on stage, she was like, yo, this belong to Beyonce. The way you made like my, my black friends feel and all of my like friends feel like Beyonce is life. She basically said all of that. And then after the cameras went off, she broke the award in half. Um, which I mean, it's not a real award. Those are all stage fake awards, like up there at the actual, grammys and then they send you the real one but off principle it was decent also i don't have anything bad to say about the fact that she said oh the way you made my black friends feel people have been like kind of up in arms about that but beyonce's album was for black women so how else is adele supposed to talk about what this did for like her black friends other than like what else was she supposed to say i think what she said was perfectly fine um this was the right way to concede your award, unlike what Macklemore did with Kendrick Lamar uh, a few years back. Um, but the Grammys, they just don't get it. This is two years in a row that uh, Beyonce didn't win Album of the Year when she deserved to win Album of the Year. I've listened to 25 multiple times. That album didn't move me. It like it had definitely had some good songs. Hello was I think it was Song of the Year. I'll give it that. But it didn't deserve album of the year over lemonade are we for real did did what lemonade did like how it like moved so many people and how it surprised and just like took everybody out their seats 25 didn't do that it didn't 
And now Adele walked away with the three top honors of the night. Song of the year, record of the year, album of the year. Those are the three big ones, the big three. And they gave all of them to Adele when Beyonce was nominated for all three of them as well. Like, does that make any sense? Any sense at all? Like, it it just doesn't. Like, Rihanna got completely shut out of the Grammys. Like, she didn't win anything, even though she was she was lit. Like, she had her flask. She was talking about taking shots. Like, she was she was good. She wasn't worried about it. Um, but the Grammys, they missed again. You know, it's the same old mistakes. They continue to, like, you know, really discriminate against black artists at these shows when they really deserve, you know, the awards they get. Somebody made a good point. If you take away all of the black performers that performed at the Grammys, um, at the yeah, that performed at the Grammys, so chance, no chance performance, uh, or sorry, not even just black, like people of color, so no chance performance, um, no Beyonce performance, no Bruno performance, no, uh, no Andre Day, uh. Like if you know a tribe called Quest, no Anderson Pac, you take away all of that, is that show worth watching? No. The contributions that people of color have made to music is undeniable and should not be dismissed. But a lot of times the Grammys continue to do that. And I'm not saying that everything they did was wrong because Chance won three Grammys and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Solange won a Grammy this year and that's a big deal. But I mean, are are we really going to sit here and pretend that Lemonade wasn't better than 25 by Adele? Like really? Like that album? She didn't do anything special on that. You feel me? And Beyonce did everything special on that. Um, so it was the same old, same old. It's, it's the reason why I have to hype myself down as far as expectations at the Grammys. And while I make my predictions, I'm completely aware that like most of them could be wrong. Um, because the Grammys doesn't get it yet. They really don't. And, you know, Beyonce seemed all like, like happy and whatever when Adele was up there, like praising her or whatever. But who knows when she got in that car, if she was like, yo, this is some bull. Like, for real? Two years in a row? Like, I lost to, like, uh, I think 1989 last year. Or maybe it was even Beck. I, I don't remember. But, like, come on. Really? So, it's just a lesson to lower our expectations once again. Uh, as far as album of the year. Like, they don't they don't award album of the year to, like, to who deserves it, really. Like, it's... It's it's ridiculous. There's no reason Adele should have walked away with all three of the top honors. There's no reason that Rihanna shouldn't have won anything. Anti was a fantastic album and it wasn't like it was nominated, but it was not recognized at the Grammys. And that's that's a mistake. Um So yeah, as usual, they took Beyonce for granted, but we didn't and we never will. We all know, Adele knows. And maybe the fact that the Grammys were embarrassed on their own stage like that, where the person who they decided to award was like, no, you all got it wrong. Maybe that maybe they'll pay some more attention, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that. Uh, also, shout out to Gregory Porter, who won an album, uh, won a Grammy for Best Jazz Vocal Album. <laughs> Excuse me. 
He definitely deserved that. If you haven't heard Gregory Porter, you definitely need to do that. He's he kills it. Uh, um, so as far as my predictions, you know, I'm learning. Um, I predicted 13 uh, awards, and I got eight right out of 13. So that's a 62% clip. I'm getting there. You know, I predicted that Lemonade would win Album of the Year. I got that wrong. I predicted that Hello. I mean, I predicted that Work would win Record of the Year. I got that wrong. I predicted that Hello would win Song of the Year. Correctly. I predicted that Chancellor the Rapper would win Best New Artist. I predicted that Solange for Cranes in the Sky would win Best R&B Performance. I predicted that... Uh, Angel by Layla Hathaway would win Best Traditional R&B Performance, even though Woman's World by B.A. Chicago Kid deserved it. I got that correct. Um, I predicted that Kiss It Better by Rihanna would win Best R&B Song, but they gave it to Lake by the Ocean by Maxwell. That didn't make any sense to me. Lake by the Ocean was the best R&B song of the year? No way. No way. Exchange by Bryson Tiller was better than that. That was nominated. Come and see me by... No, I won't say that. I won't say that. But Kiss It Better and Exchange were definitely better songs than Lake by the Ocean. So, I mean, that's that Maxwell experience factor getting credit right there. I predicted uh, that Anti by Rihanna would win Best Urban Contemporary Album because I thought that they were going to get Lemonade Album of the Year. So, but that didn't work out. So, they gave it to Lemonade. I predicted that Layla Hathaway Live would win Best R&B Album, even though BJ Chicago Kid deserved it. I predicted correctly that No Problem by Chance would win Best Rap Performance. Uh, so I predicted that between Best Rap Sung Performance and Best Rap Song, that Hotline Bling by Drake and Ultralight Beam by Kanye would split it because, you know, it's hard to say which category those would go in, but I, I assumed that one of them would win one of those awards. But they gave them both to Hotline Bling. So I split the vote on the predictions for that one. Which doesn't make sense. Like I get best rap song performance for Hotline Bling. But best rap song Hotline Bling. When you've got No Problem and Ultralight Beam on the, on the docket. Like Ultralight Beam didn't win anything at the awards. And that's just, I don't think the, the Academy even understands. Like they just don't get it. And then I predicted that Coloring Book would win best rap album. So... You know, uh, you know, 60% correct. You know, I think I'm trying to, I think I've kind of a little bit figured out and definitely even more so after seeing this year, uh, what the Grammys is about. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm going to watch next year because I, I love music and I, I do love watching the performances and like seeing people that I care about get recognized. And that does happen sometimes. Um, but the Grammys has work to do. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely pleased with a lot of the things that happened. Like shout out to Chance, Solange, shout out to Rihanna, shout out to Beyonce, shout out to like, shout out to everybody. You feel me? Shout out to the Tribe Called Quest, shout out to Bruno. Like it's, it's dope. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, some people who deserved it did get recognized. Um, and yeah, that was the Grammys. That was the 59th Grammys. I, um, am glad that you all listened in, um, to hear me talk about it uh that's it for this week's episode shout out to you all for listening um please tell your friends about this podcast subscribe on itunes rate it on itunes review it on itunes um yeah once again apologize for this being a little late but things got real last week 
Um, podcast newsletter will be um, released um, no later than Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday. Um, I'll make sure to get the newsletter on the website. And also, if you go to the website and enter your email address on the box on the right, you'll get the podcast newsletter in your email with all the links to everything you should check out, the song of the week. It'll all be in the newsletter. So if you want it in your email every Wednesday by 10 a.m., you can do that. Or you can just go on the website and look at it there. But, you know, some people like it, you know, in their email makes it a little easier. So shout out to you all. Um, Thank you for listening. I will see you all on the next episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.